a couple of quick messages before we get started. So, you know, when you're on the road, what do you take with you in terms of tech? Definitely your phone, maybe an iPad 2, you know, or an iPad 2 too. Uh, I know that is one of my favorite things to do is leave the laptop and take the iPad. But what do you do if you need to access your files at home on your Mac or PC? Best way to do this, and I love it, is go to My PC by Citrix Online. Super easy. You just use an app on your iPhone or iPad, and boom, you can access all your files. So if you want to try, go to My PC today with a special 45-day free trial just for Rise Nation. Here's what you got to do. Visit Go to MyPC.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code ARISE, then download the free app to your iPad or iPhone. Boom. And create awesome interviews. Have you ever wondered how you could create your own web TV interview show and create awesome interviews? How about how to land amazing guests even if you're just getting started and monetize and all the technology, all that kind of stuff? I'm spilling all my secrets and create awesome interviews for those that are serious about creating, promoting, and profiting from online interviews. If you check out createawesomeinterviews.com and enter your email below the video, I'm going to send you a free video lesson, 11 benefits of creating online videos as a special gift for you. All right, well now on with today's episode. And welcome to the Rise to the Top, the number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland here, and you know we're always looking to interview people that have built six, seven-figure businesses online, teaching their insights, how they got started, and deeping, di uh, deeping dive, diving deep. That was an interesting one uh, into uh, different topics and all kinds of stuff like that. And today, James Wedmore is on the show. And if you don't know James, you're in for a treat. If you know James, you're in for a treat. Either way, so he's a, a big-time successful internet entrepreneur who has built an empire in a lot of different ways all through digital products starting when he was a bartender now then with online video uh, now he does some related to outsourcing whole variety of different things so in this interview very very unique conversation because James doesn't cover these topics a lot so so very excited to to do something a little different with him we talk about how we got started, how we launched his first product, how he went from a guy that was in film school to being this, to getting into internet marketing and making a living online, how he's leveraged that, lessons he's learned, all kinds of stuff like that. The second half of the interview, we dive more into a specific topic where we're talking about outsourcing. And he has some very interesting philosophies on this and how he does it and how he can free up all his time to work on just the things that he wants to do. He's done it. He's a young guy. He's an awesome guy. Here he is, James Wedmore on the Rise to the Top. Enjoy it. All right, so finally joined on the show. This one's been a long time coming. Uh, James Wedmore, welcome, man. Welcome to the Rise to the Top, dude. Oh, how's it going, David? I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I'm, I'm in Austin, Texas right now. I'm in like a little business center, but uh, I had to step away from everything to make sure I could hop on the call with you. Well, that's, that's the amazing power of the Internet, if you will. I'm here with nothing but my laptop and, uh, and my little microphone, and I'm good to go, portable. Uh, very cool, very cool. So, you know, I, 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 we just got to hop into this right away. For, first of all, I, I'm excited to have you on because this, this has been a long time coming, as I said, in this interview. So, so pumped about it. And, you know, uh, for people that are, are kind of just meeting you a little bit here, you know, we could read the Twitter bio. We can read on, on your website. You actually have it where it's other people giving testimonials uh, is your bio. But if, if we asked a little bit for people that are like, who is this James Wedmore guy? How would you kind of uh, describe yourself to the world, if you will? Oh, man, that's always the hardest question, thing. I know. That's always the hardest thing. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur that's passionate about online marketing, but my main focus has always been about video. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can talk a little bit about my story, but I, I, um, I have a background in video. I went to film school, and um, 
you know, was the kid that, that not only had the lemonade stands that, you know, all of us entrepreneurs did as a little kid, but also was playing around with the video camera and really wanted to do something magical with it. But as soon as I went to film school, I started learning how the industry worked out in LA. You know, me, I mean, you being a yes man and grabbing coffee, coffee for someone for, for two years and in hopes that you're going to make it big and get to the next level, like, that's just not me. So, you know, I think a lot of this is about, you know, the right timing and finding the internet and finding YouTube, you know, about, I found about four years ago, it's now about six years old, and understanding that I could use video, leverage video that way online without needing a bunch of people to say no to you, a bunch of people taking over that creative control, being able to create something yourself that is yours, and then obviously make money from that, market what right. you got. So. Right, so we gotta dive into the biographical story here a little bit. So just give us a couple quick hits here. Where, where are you from originally? Born and raised in Laguna Beach, California, the, the, the same city where they did a reality TV show on It's a rough uh, neighborhood there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I was on so, the wrong side of the tracks. So born and, <laughs> born and raised in, in Laguna Beach, you go to film school where? In California up, as well? Up, up in LA, yeah. Okay, up in LA, um, and how old are you now? I'm 28. Okay, so you're 28, so we're about the same age. And so you graduate uh, film school, what, about, uh, I'd say, what, 2005, somewhere Six. around there? 2006. 2006. Okay, 2006. Yeah. You come out of school, all right, what the hell happens then? Because okay. th this is always the curious thing because I get it. Like, you, you train in a certain thing, and video is a very specific thing to train in. You could go do an apprenticeship or figure it out or wait tables. I don't know what you're going to do. But tell us how we get from graduation to first internet yeah. project. This is great. Okay, okay so I'm two things two things were happening at once. First of all, as I was graduating college, I became a bartender. Now the only reason, and this is very ironic because I'm actually a really shy guy. I'm not like you, David. You're very outgoing, like really good networker. You actually think before you talk. It's great. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a yeah. filter going on here. But but I, I'm, I've always been a really shy person, not much of a drinker, yet I became a bartender. So partly became it to like, if it's now or never, right? Bust out of the shell. But the other reason was because, and I think this is always the entrepreneur inside of us, there's something driving us inside that's, you want to be bigger than just the nine to five job. And yeah. what I liked about bartending was I, I realized very early on, I mean, yes, you get the power, you get the attention, you get the girls at the bar and stuff. That's always, that's always a nice perk. But what I really liked is I realized that the harder I could work, the more money I would make. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, you know, if, if you're paid an hourly wage, like it doesn't matter how hard or, you know, you work just enough to not get fired, right? Right. So I was always hustling and, and giving 110% customer service and, and my tips really reflect that and I love that. So at this, about this time where I actually decided, I graduated school and I went to, um, I did what everyone does when they graduate and I went to a, a um, backpacking in Europe. Okay, got it. Trip. To find yourself, got to go find to yourself. To find yourself, you know, yeah. all that, you know, s sappy love story, you know, whatever. What a fun so, moment. So yeah. the last, like, three days of the trip, we're getting ready to, you know, our, our final leg back home. My buddy turns to me and he's like, you know, what are you doing now that we're going to come back in the real world? And, you know, what, what, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? And I said, I don't know, but I would love to keep traveling. Maybe I could build websites or do something and make money from a laptop and just keep traveling. And like that was it. Like I just, you just kind of like make a decision that that's, you know, why you want to do something. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, lo I love traveling. I think anyone who gets into traveling like loves it as well. So it's not a unique thing. But right. It's something that you. There's an actual reason for why you wanted to do exactly. what you're doing. Okay. So 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 really quickly, I went back and I said, what do I know? What do I have? And I took this skill of bartending, and I sat down in front of a computer for three and a half months. Broke up with a girlfriend over it. She left me. 
a few of my friends left me. Not as the well. right girl. Not the right yeah. friends. <laughs> not the yeah. right girl. And uh, and for three and a half months, I wrote an entire manual on how to bartend and uh, taught other people and and put it up online and sold my first copy and it sold it for two hundred bucks. And it's that was about four years ago and it still sells. It created a wide array of uh, myriad of different products and services for for bartenders Whoa. and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. And, and and I think this is when I first found out a bit about you was through Lewis Howes, actually. It's funny how Lewis always is in his stupid constellations of everyone. Everyone. Damn it, Lewis. Get out of Just our Just censor him. Cut I know. Damn it, Lewis. <laughs> and he, should, he should have to pay for the t- amount of times he, I mentioned him on the show. But he, uh, you know, I remember hearing about you doing stuff with the bar and, and you had like uh, different sites. But let, let's kind of dive in this because this is super interesting because yeah. um, you didn't have an internet background or anything like that. Did you have, it, did you have any... Um, mentors, people to help you along with this, or did you just essentially write this book, it was a booklet, right, in text? You, you had Yannick Silver on your show recently. Yeah. I got yeah, his yeah. book, because I didn't have any money. Okay. Uh, Moonlighting on the internet, that one? No, no, 33 Days to Online Profits. Okay, 33 Days course. to Online Profits. Okay, so you get Yannick's so, book. And it's so funny, because it's like, day 12. By now, you'll be making your first $1,000. I'm like, what? No, I'm not like, that I'm still, I'm still, my girlfriend just left me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, that was all I needed. And I looked at his site and I looked, I just, you know, the biggest lesson I learned, I learned it from, from Dan Kennedy is the power of swiping, you know, we call it emulating or, or um, mirroring or yeah. you know, modeling, whatever. all that kind of stuff. Modeling, yeah. uh, NLP, and uh, it's just taking something you know that works, and that's the key ingredient, like you got to know it works, and then just swipe and, and, you know, copy ethically. And that's what I started doing, and it was just trial and error from there, from there on. But I made that first sale on April 18th. Uh, 2008. That was the greatest feeling of my life. I yeah, was. Tell us more about that. And by the way, a day before my birthday, I don't know if that was planned, but it was. Uh, it, it was. Uh, so April 18th. So you, you work on this for three and a half months. You're you're, you're bartending. I'm assuming. You yep. know, doing your bartending. Yeah. You go home. You're working on this. Um, uh, you're, 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 you get this thing together. You come up with a $200 price for God knows what reason. I don't know if there is a reason. Was there a specific? You just hey, this, we're gonna do a you nice just, product you here. Keep, you know, one of the and one of the mistakes we make is we is when we start creating something, we make it bigger and bigger and bigger before it's ever done, right? And so like, oh well, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta do that. I'm gonna do this, I gotta do that. And you add all this stuff. So that's why it turned into three and three and a half month thing. And by the end of it, I had a 225 page book. I had a DVD. I had with like me actually teaching. On video, I had CD with like swipe files, templates, cards to help you memorize the drinks, like everything you could ever imagine you'd ever need. Mm-hmm. And I know bartending schools charge $800. And so I was like, well, that's, you know, digital, it's gonna be 200 But another caveat to that, not to go too far down that, but I was teaching people how to start their own business as a private party bartender. Because by this time, I was oh, working okay. with private yeah. events. So, like, well, you know, how to set up your website, how to get business cards, and how to get business. And uh, you know, it was a fun time in my life. I mean, I'm getting paid good money, cash tips under the table to go work, kind of get a little sure, tips at someone's sure. wedding and and have a good time. So yeah, and so so but so okay, so I understand it's a perfect market because it's just this like very specific thing. You did it. You had the knowledge in it. You turned it into a product. You decided to go with the ebook. Um, was that just because you liked at the time? You're just like, hey, I want to write. You know, that's kind of the easiest at the moment. I know now more you're a video guy, but at the at the time was writing kind of. You know, I mean, to be, on, to be honest, David, I still love writing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, my biggest passion is writing and, and, and teaching, um, and I think video is just another means to do that. Like, Got I it. write a lot of scripts when I create my ah. videos. My, my focus in, 
in film school was actually screenwriting. So Oh, well, perfect. Well, it's best of both worlds then. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, being able to learn copywriting as well has been a really important skill. And I think it's something that's really overlooked today. People yeah. don't really have a really good foundation of marketing and copywriting. Um, a lot of the people that I, that I see out there that are, that are starting a business and when you really start to understand the power of influence and the words you choose and how you communicate your message, I mean, you can see a lot of success. To totally true. So back to that date that you mentioned before, April 18th, you make your first sale. Um, where did this person come from, sale number one? And tell us like uh, just maybe insights or whatever you did because this is, my guess is you don't have a, you didn't have some magical list of, you know, um, 50,000 uh, aspiring uh, uh, private party bartenders. bartenders across yeah. the United States and the world. So, so tell us like one, how that first sale happened, because that's a big deal. And then also kind of uh, maybe marketing insights or what you did from that yeah. first product. Oh, that's, there. And that's great. So that was, I mean, that was the big dilemma. And that's the big dilemma a lot of people um, make is, you know, they have the whole field of dreams mentality. Like once, when you build it, they will come and no one comes Nobody when you comes. finish. It. No Nobody one comes. comes. So I found out quickly, I actually, um, by you know, random chance, met up with someone who was going to an AdWords workshop, and I learned AdWords in two days. And this was back. Okay. It's, it's it's a lot more challenging, as far as I know, because I don't use AdWords as much today. It's a lot more challenging to get into AdWords, you know, with your Google compliant pages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I just put you know, sent people to the sales page, and started targeting for the right words. And it took about three or four days, but I was started getting traffic. I was like, you know, saw the Google Analytics, saw that I was getting clicks. Saw that I got a few opt-ins. I was like, you know, you get your first subscriber. You're like, what? Yeah, right. And then that's that a big deal. And then that first first sale came in, and I didn't even know what it was. Like it says, like new order for James. I was like, what? What do you mean? I didn't order anything. Right. You know, open it up and you go nuts. So, so the funny thing with the Google AdWords was, is I wasn't really doing the 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 analytics and the and the numbers to it. So I was actually <laughs> losing money with that. So you know, it took, uh, took so you're about spend, you're spending uh, two dollars to make one dollar or something like that, right? Yeah, so I think I spent about another $300 before I made the next sale and I'm like, okay, this isn't working. And this is where things started to trigger for me is I had had these videos as part of the course and I, uh, that you, when you would buy it. Right, you like you, it was said you was you teaching and doing different things like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, I could do the Tom Cruise cocktail stuff. If you want to see me flip the bottles and stuff. Maybe I kind of do. We're going to save that for another show. <laughs> but uh, I took some of those videos and I put them on a little site that was about a year, year and a half old called YouTube.com. And still to this day, when the orders come in for this $200 product, which I don't, I don't pay any advertising for, I haven't touched it, um, it says, how did you hear about us? And it says YouTube. Really? And, uh, that's, that's really been the magic is having these, you know, I just put this set of videos out and I did a little video campaign and really learned how to optimize, you know, what are the keywords people are searching for? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna video based on that, put it in the title, the description, and all that stuff. And um, and then it, it creates incredibly high quality traffic. You know, most of the time, I'm gonna say if, if for your business, you're not gonna get the you know million dollar you know billion dollar or billion views like Rebecca Black's Friday video or some. Funny it's silly. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could do this. We can make our own parody. We're gonna we're gonna we have a lot for show number two that we'll do. <laughs> we're making a whole list here. Um, so yeah, I was getting sales from uh, from YouTube, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know. We all know that as you know, entrepreneurs, like when you find something that works, just stick at it and go deep with it. Sure. And that, was, that was really the start of it. Now, whenever I do anything or consult with anyone, it's like one of the first things on the list is what's your YouTube strategy? What are you doing with video? So that really started everything for bridging the gap for my offline video 
background film school knowledge to to online video and how to implement it properly. Very cool. And you've done a lot of different things with that video traffic academy. There's just in which we, we've talked about on the show before, and, and it's just a, this is interesting though to hear this back because I, people don't know the story, and it's just interesting because you start figuring out kind of where you want to go and and you and you start with one thing and then you kind of learn and you kind of move on and then you're like okay I want to try this and you keep shifting and shifting that first product uh, looking back on it now and it's still it's still it's still for sale right still for yeah. sale um, yeah. what were some of the key you know insights that you you mentioned a few of them like you realize like the power of sort of video um, you mentioned that you need to pay attention to analytics because you were you were losing money on your on your on your AdWords campaign were there any other whether it's a marketing or a product insight or any type of insight or maybe that you're doing everything yourself I don't know who knows what did you have any key insights from that first product that you're like okay I can improve upon this upon my second or, or move on from that yeah, there's a, I mean there's a, there's a lot of key insights I and mean, that's I think that's the most important thing like whatever every, you're working on now I mean if I could just say this is whatever you're working on now whether you feel like you're struggling or something's not working you have to reframe it as it's all just a lesson like it's all the learning experience that you need you know because words don't really teach experience does yeah well and, said and everything that I went through in that experience has helped me today so so you hit it right the nail right on the head is I did it all myself and when I say I, I did everything I did every like making the website like figuring out how to do it and like and like I wrote I read a 950 page <laughs> book on Dreamweaver twice so I Dreamweaver to, holy crap Dreamweaver. yeah yeah this was WordPress was was not around yet I had no. never heard of it and uh, and so I learned how to build websites I went through uh, Illustrator and Photoshop um, uh, tutorials bought the you know paid like a thousand dollars to get all the software and learned all that stuff so I could make my own logos and book covers then I took a copywriting course so I could learn copywriting and you know we shake our head and go oh stupid you know like why would you do that and it's like the biggest lesson I learned is never do any of that stuff again you know we launched a product um, and we we just launched it in in probably about three weeks time from from idea to outline to completion to out there on the market in three weeks and uh, I have a whole team in place now um, and, you know I outsource a lot and I have a, 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 a business manager and she manages that team oh wow it's just like talk more about but, this yeah we, we can talk more about this but the magic is is this is this is where it's key is like we like I said we can shake our head and say oh my gosh I would never want to do all that stuff but where my real superpower has been is because I've walked that path and I've done everything I mean I have created the product images I have written sales copy numerous times like create every aspect of the product I know exactly what to look for and how to train someone on my team I know the process maps I know the steps I know what it takes I know how long it takes uh, to, in order to get something done so so after that I said I never want to go through that process again you know because I was only making uh, like a sale a week you know I was like right. okay, well, making two hundred dollars not, not enough to quit my job it's not enough to stop bartending yet and I eventually did but I said, I'm, it's not worth it to work three and a half months, lose friends, a girlfriend, and, and sleep, and your health for that type of money. But I can repeat that process with less effort and less my, time on my end. Yeah. That's really what it was all about. For me. And, and, and that's such a key thing, outsourcing. And a lot of us uh, are not good at it. Uh, so what I mean by that is, is, is that we get stuck in phase one. Uh, which is learn everything and then don't get to phase two. Like I remember it was a big deal for me when I found my first virtual assistant, but similar to what you just said, 
I knew exactly what to ask for and also what to give off my plate because I've been doing it. For example, scheduling all the interviews, right? You know what I'm saying? Like dealing with that. I knew exactly what to say, what to do, how to do it, but I just don't, I didn't want to do it anymore. And I knew how to edit these shows and put them together and put them up, and now I have someone that helps with certain parts of it, right? Now, my question is for you. I know my answer, but who cares? Um, <laughs> is, is was that process one, though, of you doing everything – very like is that something you would recommend people to do is to go through the shit if you will to to figure it all out and then say okay well you know what now okay great now i've got a little bit of money or even a tiny bit of money or at least knowledge uh and and now i want to now i realize i can get someone to help create these images now i know that i can do because i've done that and done the stupid crap or or, you know or what's kind of your philosophy there with people that are that's like like, that's about that yeah that's a that's a really great question because i do have people that have come to me and says well that's no fair james you've done this before so you know what to tell them what to do you know you know you know how to outsource that and really what it is 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 the answer is no you don't need to have ever done it all yourself damn it Um, (laughs) yeah i know but it does give us a leg up on on a better. I mean, and because I do, I see people they fall into the pitfalls of, of outsourcing. You hear the the, the horror stories, um, and uh, I you know I, I bring it all break it all down to systems. You put systems in place, you're, and give them to your VAs. You're you're going to have a lot of success um, with that. So uh, what I believe is there are just core fundamental things that you do need to learn, and I kind of mentioned it, but. You know, you should know the the fundamentals and basic principles of marketing, copywriting, mm-hmm. um, it, just certain things like that, because that's the stuff you can't outsource, and that's the stuff that really does separate the men from the boys, the the women from the girls. You know, is is you you need to know how to market. Mm-hmm. You know what your strategy is and what your plan is. And the most magical thing for me is when I'm when I'm in my like you know as I call like the zone of genius. When I'm implementing and taking action and being as efficient as possible is when I've sat there. And I've done my to-do list, and I know exactly what. Here I am, right here, and I need to get right down there. And I know the exact steps it needs to take. Write those steps out, and then just give that to someone else. Right. That's where you know everyone on the team has a clear map. They know where to get, how to get from point A to point B. Now, the magical thing there is you don't want to micromanage. So if it's like create a blog, like I'm not sitting there doing the 20 steps on how to create a blog and how to do this. I'm just saying step one, create the blog. Uh huh. Now you need you need to have a, a team that has some basic understanding and knowledge. And yes, WordPress has come around since then, and I've been so happy that I, we don't have to mess around with HTML and all that stuff anymore. So teaching someone how to use the basics of WordPress, so you don't have to deal with all that stuff, uh, can be very beneficial for you. Stuff like that. Yeah. So what kind of things right now? And and we're a few years later, and and we're kind of skipping ahead in the story here. We might go back in a, in a certain parts here, but um, you know now. Uh, and, and tell me a little bit. Just give us a little timeline progression, because I want to talk a little outsourcing. But uh, sure. in two thousand, when, when did the when did the first uh, product for the bartenders launch? That was uh, two thousand eight. Okay, so two thousand eight. Two thousand. Um, and then, can you give us just like the the very Cliff's Notes version of sort of where your product or 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 kind of brand or whatever you want to call it timeline went from there? Just yeah, real fast. So, yeah. So so I, I just created a bunch of other products from there. I created you know that was called Bartend for Profit, and it was two hundred. I was like, well, what if I try something really, really inexpensive? So I added all these other ones, bartender blueprints, created one called Tip Traction, how to increase your tips. I started creating products for caterers and DJs on how to get business. Same thing. You know, it's like yep. take what you already have and then, you know, package it for a different sure. audience. Um, from there, I started, I just started working with, with other clients and other um, people. I kind of like being the behind the scenes man. Mm-hmm. And, um, the producer, if you will. 
the producer, or I like to say the puppet master. But all right, well, we'll, we'll give you the puppet master then. We'll call you the puppet master. <laughs> it's go. fine, master. So, um, I worked with a really good friend of mine named, uh, and this is where I really started going deep with uh, with YouTube. Was uh, a gentleman by the name of Dave Powers. Now, no one's heard of him in this community, but the guy is a superstar. He's the number one. Mm. YouTube uh, channel in the science and technology category. He's been on YouTube since the beginning and he makes his full-time living online doing nothing but fly videotaping himself flying around remote control airplanes. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I got to track this site out. Now I'm right. I just I was just writing him down in my notes there. I was like must look up this guy. Okay. Yeah. So so his his name is Dave Powers and uh, he just films himself doing these little videos. He so he sells PDF plans for the remote control airplanes. And um, and and gets he's a YouTube partner, so he makes a lot of money off of his view counts. You know, those mm -hmm. pennies add up big time when you have millions of views on all of your videos. Sure. Um, so he is the master at that, and we we came together and, and uh, took his knowledge of YouTube and my knowledge of marketing and, and created our first uh, product together, and uh, and that really sparked me off in that direction. And then you video meaning yeah, and that was kind of the shift from. At the time, you were making kind of the bartender, caterer, that yeah. type of products into now more of a medium, which would be video. Right. Um, and, and I guess more towards what small business owners and things like that or entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and, and usually, you know, and I've done a lot of other stuff and, you know, consulted on social media and stuff like sure. that. But, you know, when people are coming to you saying, wow, this is great. How did you do that? Or how are you making money doing that? Like, you need to be listening to those type of questions because those are, you know, that's opportunity. It's the do then teach. Book. It's the do then teach method. I, I I love that. I think you have to. I think you have to do it that way. Like you just like I said, it's you, you know your experience and your wisdom is what's going to be able to provide value for someone else as well. So, um, so yeah. So we we created that product and and I you know I went up and stayed with him for about a week and um, he lives up in Oregon and I I w the world of YouTube that that I was exposed to. Is not what we know. Like, and I, I realize it. It's, it's changing, it's evolving. But it's, and everyone's talking about Twitter, and everyone's talking about Facebook and social media and, and stuff. But it's like, there's this whole other community of, of YouTube that is just absolutely phenomenal. So, so from that moment on, like, what I saw, what people were doing, and you know, I think mainstream is now finally catching on. You know, there's some big things that we're going to see start happening in 2012 as YouTube really blurs that line of what we call offline television to you know online entertainment sure. yep. YouTube says like hey I want we're gonna be television yeah interesting and, um, you know there's a lot of stuff happening now and I think it's starting to catch the eye of people but you know people don't have never especially marketers and 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 you know other people I see with a business online have always looked at YouTube as just a place to put their videos yeah like I got a video we made this great video I'll just put it on YouTube right so that I can put it on my blog it's like no YouTube is its own social network with where you have the opportunity to be on stage and have an incredible crowd and, and, and just an audience that's hungry for your content on a weekly basis. So um, I just saw a huge opportunity there sure. for people to really grasp that concept. And um, so we, we eventually came out with uh, in the summer of this year with Video Traffic Academy, which was using video from the specific intention of, of of generating traffic, you know, everyone's talking about video marketing, but what they're talking about is, oh, hey, grab a camera, press record, talk. You know, video sitting on your desktop, collecting dust, doesn't do anything for you. So once we can put a specific intention or use, or put a strategy in place for what to do with that video once you have it, 
then we can start to see some sort of results. Yeah, and what I loved about that product, by the way, just on a complete side note, is that the philosophy which of course I buy into and I think a lot of people that watch the show buy into and I know you do. it's always great when you have someone that like agrees that you're like yes um, it, what, with the video is that you talked about in, in video traffic Academy especially about how video you know everyone focuses on the wrong things like they like that are not successful so meaning like they will focus a hundred percent on the production and the editing and like all and like how do I get this like you know thing off my shoulder in the background and like how do I change the color and stuff like that as opposed to focusing on purpose of the video and also yeah. getting it up there and focusing on the marketing and the positioning and all those different things of it and that's where I see people lose out the message gets lost sometimes in the technology and you're in and in the course you're just like you know what here we're gonna show you how to do it but listen please you know just get it done you know? yeah and, and I'll be honest I am not good at that stuff like yeah. you know people go oh you're you you're a video marketer so What's the best codec for this resolution and, and frame rate? And I just you know roll my eyes and change the subject because uh, I, and I call it the sea of overwhelm. It's, it's it's the excuses we give ourselves for not really doing video because there are a lot of fears associated with it. I don't I don't I have a face for radio. It's, it's too too much money. I don't you know I don't want the world to see me out there. What if I look goofy? What if I mess up? Sure. I don't. Yep. I have a fear of public speaking. It's the same as on video. You know all those fears, but really we we take those fears and we blame them on the things that you just listed. What kind of camera do I need to get? What type of editing software? I, I don't know all this stuff, you know. And it's 2012, guys. It's it's never been easier than right now to be to be using video. Mm -hmm. And so what I say is every there's over 48 hours of footage being uploaded every single minute to YouTube. So everyone's uploading a video. So it's not about uploading a video anymore. It's about showing the marketplace that you have staying power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how often you're doing you're doing videos, but it's minimum one a week that you're putting them on on your blog. On um, oh, I do I, I do every Tuesday and Thursday, and then I, I often throw in a business one or, or bonus ones periodically yeah. too. So at least okay. at least two, I'd say, uh, if not more. And that's like one of the big things I, I preach every day is cause cons it's consistency. Consistency in your habits is what's going to build momentum for you. So if you just did this for one or two weeks and said, oh, I didn't really get the results I wanted. And you walked away like you wouldn't have anything, and that's what a lot of people do. Stop looking at this as a get rich quick. This is going to happen overnight thing, and say, you know, when I plan out a, a video marketing strategy, I go, okay, here are the videos I'm going to make for the next three or four months. Mm -hmm. I map mm -hmm. out there, and it's consistent action on a weekly basis. Yeah, no, great, great insight there. And one of my favorite quotes from uh, the name tag guy Scott Ginsburg, who's been on the show before, is "Consistency is better than rare moments of greatness," which I thought was a yeah. very good quote. Um, uh, feel free to steal that one. But yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned a few things here because I think it's important when, when, when I, and you're, you, you'd be a, definitely fall into the category, as you said yourself, as a serial entrepreneur, someone's done a lot of different things and, and kind of learned and progressed here. Um, before we kind of hop a little bit more into outsourcing, which I think is an important subject that comes up all the time on the show, um, and, and people want to know more and like, how, you know, how, how have you structured your team and all kinds of stuff. Before we ask, ask that real quick, one more final kind of recap question on the products you've done and, 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 and sort of how you've gone about this. You mentioned some of the things that you learned. Uh, big one being video. You know, another one seems to be, and you didn't mention this, but I'm just going to, I'll put words in your mouth, um, yeah. is that you found some people to partner with. You yes. know, you found this, this Dave Powers science technology crazy dude with his helicopters. Um, you know, you partnered with uh, 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 Lewis Howes, I believe, on the Video Traffic Academy. You know, you found other people. Are there any other kind of 
key insights. And the reason I'm asking that is there's a lot of people that are looking to launch things successfully, their own kind of create their own digital empire, if you will. And I think it's always awesome to hear from someone that's kind of been through the ringer, uh, if you will, and continues to do it, uh, about other possible insights. And then we'll kind of deep dive a little bit more into outsourcing. Oh, for the last man. And, and, and there, I could go off on such a tangent on that. So I'll really just... Tangent away. Pick. I'll just sit back. I don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have okay. anything else to do. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of insights on that. because, and, and I think that's the first insight, is that as you're going along, certain things are going to work, certain things are not going to work. And I think your ability to be able to reverse engineer and identify what is working is such an important habit to have. You know, it's like, okay, this, this made me money or this brought me sales or this made me leads or this got me traffic. Why? And why is this working and why did not? And, and the more you can identify uh, and, and find success um, and understand it, the more you can replicate it. So I think that's, you know, just even asking that question, like that's the first principle is as you're going through, look at what's working, look what's not, get rid of the stuff that's not and focus more on, on what is you're working. But for me, I think it's, it's, it's always been a mindset thing. I've had a lot of failed partnerships. I've had a lot of frustrating days in front of the computer. And you find, you really find something and it's cheesy, cliche, and people say all the time, but you find something you're passionate about it. It's just the only thing that's in your way is time. It's just a matter of time. Right always just kind of uh, believe that and, and keep going and, and just enjoying the ride. Like, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey is also cliche, but it's because it's true. I know your next product is going to be James's cliche quotes coming out soon, <laughs> but no, but it is true. And, Dot and, com. And, 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 you know, it's great points on that. And I think that as I mentioned, outsourcing, you mentioned this one before. I want, I want to deep dive a little bit into this because we, 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 we had it on it before, and I know you got some stuff coming up around outsourcing, which, again, a subject that comes up a lot of times in Rise Nation because everyone that watches the show, listens to it, our community, they're either interested or are creating six- and seven-figure online businesses of some kind. Okay, They might be the expert. They might not be the expert. They might be more of the host, or, or they might be the producer. You know, they might be they might be the you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about outsourcing before we kind of uh, kind of go in uh, into some kind of advice and insights. Can you share some of the things that you you outsource now and kind of how you kind of tell us about your little outsourcing um, empire, whatever you do, like what yeah, do you do and, and kind of tell us a little bit about that's it. That's great. And, and that's funny because that's the first question people ask is like, well, what do I outsource and how do I do that? And I say those questions aren't really important until you start from. I mean, it really starts with a mindset thing. Um, for me, my newest philosophy that I've, I've kind of been trying to embody for the last year is to be happy every day. And when, when that is my goal, I don't mean like at the end of the day I do something fun to reward myself. It's like while I'm working, like doing this interview right now, this makes me happy. So I only want to do, yes, I only want to do the things in my business that make me happy. So I think the first step for everyone is, looking at what are the things that charge you in your business, what are the things you love to do and what are the things you hate. Because a lot of us got into this industry because someone sold us on a little bit of a pipe dream and we realized, well, it really isn't that, you know, it's a little smoke and mirrors, you know, oh, make money in your sleep. If you have an email account, press the send button, you can right. make millions of dollars. No hard work required, you need four, four minutes a day. And, and that's what, I don't know about that's everyone else, but that's what got me into it. I was like, this is awesome, I'm right. gonna be a millionaire by I'm 25 and you know, all that stuff and I realized I had to do a little bit of work. However, the way I look, like to look at it is go, well, there was something there that drove you to this, something about that concept that got you excited. And when you have other people in place and you can get people for you know, relatively cheap, um, we're talking 2 to $3 an hour, um, you kind of get to 
take back that philosophy because yeah. there are a lot of things that you know have to get done that would drive us insane that are stressing us out and keeping us working 20 hours a day so we can make money while we sleep right but you can now let go of those things and give those to someone else on a team and for those people who have some objections about like well I don't have the money I can't afford to outsource the reason you can't afford to outsource is because you're not already outsourcing right and the biggest, the biggest thing when I talk about mindset was the quote that changed my life was, was said to me by David uh, Fry, a brilliant marketer, legendary marketer. He said, the less I do, the more I make. And that was really what sparked it all for me. The less I do, the more I make. So you pick a few things that you really love doing, that you're passionate about, that are going to keep you going so that you can work 20 hours a day, but it's out of a place of being happy, out of joy, and, and let go of the rest. Find other people, put them in place to do that. So now I've outsourced a lot of stuff from simple things to like scheduling my day and my calendar and, and making appointments to, um, to video production, um, even, even product creation. I'll create the outline for a product and uh, I have a, a, a really, really good friend of mine and a talented writer who is writing content for me. He does copywriting for me now. Really? And, um, and you know, everything to graphic design, even, even blog posts. Like I'll write a blog post in an email and I'll send it off to a team and they have a whole process of how they format it, find the right pictures for it, publish it, uh, syndicate it, put it on you know, PR web and um, social bookmarking sites. So I just write an email. How hard is it for us to write an email, 500 to 7 word email, send it to someone on your team, say here's this week's blog post and these other things are done for you. For me, going into WordPress, if I logged in there right now and... You wouldn't know what to do? No, I know what, <laughs> no, to, do. I know what to do. I do know what to do. The extra time it takes to yeah. format your titles and stuff is probably another 10 minutes. And so you go, well, what's 10 minutes? Come on, what are you, lazy? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm lazy. I am, and you should be lazy because that's 10 minutes you get to take back every day. Mm -hmm. And that adds up incredibly. So you're not just taking back time, but then you're also putting other people in place to do more. So you're like taking back hours in your day, but then you're adding more to your day. You know, and you yeah. start three or four people doing all that work in one day. It's like, you know, you start to be getting this type of stuff that Donald Trump gets done in a day. Right. So that's, that's what I want to, I want to ask a couple kind of uh, questions because I know you're one of those people that do what you say and say what you do. Um, so you mentioned kind oh. of like, I want to focus on the few things that I want to do. You know, I want to focus on whatever those things. So what are, like, what are some of those things, first of all, that you, that you're like, this is James, like, you know, not that guy. This is James. Right. So what do I, what I want to do? Yeah. What do you want to, what do you want to do? Let's, let me start with that. Yeah. Well, ironically, I don't. I I, I don't want to be in front of uh, the camera. Ha! Like, these are fun. These <laughs> gotcha. are fine. But <laughs> no, but sorry. um, like when I do my YouTube videos, so we have a big YouTube video series that we're that we're coming out with. We, you know, like I said, it's like a three month campaign of all these different videos and series and stuff like that. And and I don't, you know, necessarily. I think I've made the decision, and that's another thing as well to, you know, be the front man of my own brand. Um, you know, I'm okay with being like a behind-the-scenes person, like I said. Yeah. But uh, but 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 doing the video is still fun. Uh, the number one thing that I enjoy doing uh, is I just what I just call whiteboarding, where I map brainstorming out brainstorming and brainstorming yeah. and mapping out a plan. Ah. Saying, you know, here's my goal for this. So how do I get here? You know, here's where I am and here's where I want to be. So how do I get there? And what's the you know path of least resistance? Um, so anytime I'm you know conceptualizing, creating, and and designing, and then just orchestrating the team, I'm going to be really, really happy. Anything I'm doing that's really on a creative, high-level 
uh, basis. I think that's really important for us because whether we're a business of one or 101, you, you have to stay in that CEO level because that's where you'll see the opportunities, the creativity stays at that level, and you're going to be more productive, more efficient, and just more profitable. If, if you look at your business like a factory and the CEO is sitting up there in that top office room and you also have to be the factory worker down there on the assembly line, you have to leave your office walk down to the assembly line and sit there and you know work on a little nut and put the little cap on there and focus on that. That's all you're focusing on. And we tend to miss the big picture. We, we can't see the forest through the trees. And I think that's the most that's just the most important thing. So I enjoy staying in that position, um, you know, networking and, and meeting other people that are doing incredible things. Sure. And then um, and then you know what you know what's really cool? It's going to a seminar. I told you I was at a seminar this weekend, and someone will come up to you, or you'll you'll sitting in, and someone will say, you know, this new thing is working, or you know, do this with FB ads, mm -hmm. and to be able to just write that down and go, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then just press pass it off, press, yeah. yeah, press a button, and it and it gets done, is the most exciting thing. So that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And and let me ask you this: when you started originally, remember when you your 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 kind of like reason why, if you will, you were saying. You know, I want to travel around. I want to do. I want to do these different things. And you know, as we do this interview, you're traveling. Uh, so obviously, that's continue to go. Yeah. When you when you do that, uh, and I've noticed this. When you do that, when you become a very good outsourcer, um, and we'll talk about some of the specifics in a second here. But when you become when when you're like, okay, here's the areas. I want to I want to press the email. Bye. Goodbye. Someone else can figure out this. I'm not editing. I'm sending this all out. Inevitably, you're going to free up time. Okay. And, and with that time, you're either going to waste it doing the exact same tasks that you were outsourcing, which I've done before. So it's like meaning like I free up time and then I end up doing the same thing and I just get pissed at myself, right? Or you start finding other things that are important to you or, or that you already knew were important that you spend your time on. So like when you free up time like this, are you, are you just like, um, what, what, do you, what do you spend your time on more on the lifestyle aspect now? Yeah, and that's a, and that's a great question too. And I want to I wanna take a step back and... and really encapsulate this because I, I read a nutrition book a while back and, and it talked about like your, your, your habits for fitness. Mm -hmm. brought up a great point. It says, you know, if you go to a gym, you know, obviously you know because you're in great shape. So you go to a gym for an hour, fitness is not, boom, fitness is not just an hour of your day. Right. Fitness is a 24-hour no. a day thing and I think that's the same way we have to look at our business. Now stay with me here because this is what I mean by it is that if you're like really attached, I've got to be working, the harder I work and the more I work, like the better I'll do because I used to have that limited mindset. The way I like to look at it now is even when I'm not working, I'm being productive. So what I mean by that is when I go to the beach, so I live at the beach, so I have to go to the beach every day, whether it's just to walk or, or get in the water real quick. Sounds rough, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a hard life, like I said. Yeah. Wrong side of the tracks. Right. Um, I'm, I'm working because what I'm doing is I'm recharging my energy, I'm getting the creativity going, I'm getting more excited, I'm getting more pa I'm building up that passion because those levels get drained, you get a little discouraged, something's not going. Um, and so when I do that other stuff, it's like it's it's like refilling the tank. So when I go back to the computer, I go back to whatever I'm doing, I'm at 110% and I'm ready to go. And I I have to remind myself that every time. So if I'm doing something, you know, something's not working, I'm banging the keyboard, the best thing I can do and the best thing I can suggest, suggest anyone is walk away and have a list of things that you know you can go to right now, whether it's read a book, call a friend, go on a walk, go to the gym, meditate, do yoga, something that's going to recharge and get back to where you need to be 
so that you can jump right back in. You know, you were talking earlier how you were sick and you were still trying to work. Yeah, it was last it feels, week. I didn't really though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it feels when you're doing stuff like that, it feels like you're trying to paddle upstream. And yeah. It's so much harder to paddle upstream than to just go with the current. So um, it allows me to not get stressed and not pull my hair out when I have other people doing the work for me. So, you know, for me, it's a lot of just hanging out, relaxing, going to the beach and, and talking to friends. So. That's cool. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's not like, you know, I've noticed the people that are the happiest when, when, they, when they're able to free up the time. It's not like, and then here's my list of 175 things that I do to fill it. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's not, it's usually a few simple things. You know I mean, like I like, now I can go to my, you know, friend's thing that I can never make in the past or I get to hang out with my kids if you have you know whatever it may be so it's very yeah. simple things that usually give people the most joy um, now back to the kind of the final thing I want to give some people some takeaways here on the sort of the outsourcing um, concept and and where they can get going and and you, and you like to go the Philip the Filipino route uh, yes. you mentioned I think before tell us a little bit about you know because you 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 outsource a lot now Right, and yeah. that can be very, very intimidating. It's like the person that has five thousand videos telling you, like, "All right, well, here, look at my empire and just copy it." You're like, I don't know where to start. Uh, so, did you start with like a couple simple things? Did you kind of build it up? But, but what have you kind of learned about sort of yeah. that for people that that are sitting there, like, okay, you know what? I I am totally where you were, James. I need help. I need I need to do just these things. I I I want to outsource it. I'm ready to do it, but I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go fast. I'm gonna give a lot of content. Go really for it. I'm gonna, I'll sit back. I'm putting my feet up. Actually, I'm literally gonna put my foot. Paper. Up. Just... My foot actually feels weird. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, outsource to the Philippines. So the Philippines is gonna be one of the best places to start because the the work ethic, their sense of duty, their honesty is is you know uncanny. Like and I've you, heard that before. By the way, I've, that is not just you. Know, I've heard that, that many a time. Yeah. You can't find that like anywhere else in our in our world and it's a, it's an amazing thing so my VAs I've had uh, for over three years now I paid for their wedding uh, for them to get married it's really cool I send them laptops and gifts in the mail and, and bonuses and things like that and we chat regularly and it's, awesome. it's amazing so if anyone ever wants to have an issue of uh, you know ethics with me and we could debate that another time but the, the, the way I've been able to change their lives and the way they've been able to change mine is been an incredibly symbiotic relationship love it so onlinejobs.ph is the place I start with um, and we'll write that down so we can link these. Uh, we're going to link all this stuff up, anything you mentioned here. So onlinejobs.ph, is that what you dot, said? .ph is where you're going to find oh, uh, okay. some Got of the it. best resources, right? Okay. And um, uh, here's, here's what I recommend for people is to start with just getting what I call right-hand man or right-hand woman, of, of one virtual assistant. Go ahead, jump in the deep end and hire someone full-time. It's going to cost you between $65 to $75 per week, 40 hours a time. And you're going to sit there and go, I don't know what to give them. I don't know how I'm going to give them 40 hours a week every week. It doesn't matter because um, there are things that you are on your to-do list that you're doing yourself that you are draining you. And then there are things that you know you need to get done that you haven't even started because you don't have the time. And you can just start day by day giving them little things. What are stuff that you can give them on a weekly basis? Like... You know, start social bookmarking all your past blog posts or, or adding backlinks or doing this and like little things and you can just start to create a schedule for them. Every Monday I want you to work on this, every Tuesday do that and you can really start to fill up those hours rather quickly but there's something magical about having just one extra person there by your sure. side. Sure, yep. Because things will come in. You know, you know, as you're writing down, okay, here are the links that James is sharing. You're not going to go do all that. You're going to send that to someone no. else. Here are the links that we, we did from the interview. Make yep. sure you put that in the post. I will literally copy it from here, 
paste it in an email and send it send it to Lisa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and you know it's probably only saving you like like I said like ten minutes, but it's ten minutes in every little area of your day, which really adds up. So, um, what I say is the most important thing is the screening process. Okay, what what people there's horror stories of outsourcing. So, so mean, mean, in, in the screen process, you mean you're meaning how do I find someone that I can trust and that works with me and that and that how, and that yeah, how you how you hire how right. you, who you choose who you decide to choose. So, so I get on Skype with them. No, we don't do video chat. We just do the text chat, and and I ask them as many questions and I go with my gut, and I'm look for someone who is young, eager passionate and respectful. I don't look at their skills. I really don't. It's all personality and attitude for me because it's not hard to teach them these skills. It's not hard to teach someone WordPress. Okay, there are courses yeah. out there and our, our course Six Figure Outsourcing Secrets actually comes with a virtual assistant training area but what I look for is someone who, you know, I'll ask them questions like, you know, what do you enjoy doing online? What are the things that you have fun doing? Are you willing to learn new things? And the more they're just like, oh yes, I'm excited, I want to learn this, I want to do this, you find out what their whys and their motivations are. Um, that's going to be much more important. Um, my team, everyone on the team loves learning. So I, when I create something new for them, they're eager to eat it up. And that's been really cool. beneficial. So give them a probationary week when you hire them. Okay. Say, I'm pay them up front. I'm going to give you, here's your 65 bucks right now. I'm going to give you a few assignments. But this is a, te this is a test week. We'll see how we work together. We want to see how you execute, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that they're getting stuff on time. They're communicating well with you. And, it, you know, it's basic stuff. And, um, and then from there, you're golden. Now, here's one of the objections a lot of people have is, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't start my business to become a manager. And, and that's what I used to say. And I don't see it that way at all. Yeah, I don't either, but yeah. You set up the systems, you, you do it one time, you say, here are the three steps. Every time I write a blog post, every time I upload a video, here are the five steps, the seven steps. Give that to them in a Google Doc and they know what to do. So um, we use tools, Dropbox. Yep. You're oh yeah, I have Dropbox right here. This is where I put my you know, show notes, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you know, it shares files with everyone on your yep. team. Dropbox, we use uh, Jing. The Jing project is screen capture. There's another one called, I think it's called Screencast-O-Matic. Okay. You know, you is that like ScreenFlow or is that? It's, it, yes and no. But it's Jing like J-I-N-G? J-I-N-G. Okay. So I can, I can capture my, a picture of my website. I can put arrows on there and little notes. Say, change this header, add this link, do this stuff. Oh, okay. There's another one called Sketch that I've used before. Yeah, same yeah. idea? Okay. Same idea. So uh, that and then we use everything. You know, people have um, like Teambox or um, Basecamp and stuff like that for project yep. management. I just use Google. I use Gmail and Google yep. Docs. Yep. It's free. Gmail. It's easy. And, um, you know, but you're going to find what works for you and you just want to keep it, you know, uh, flowing free and, and, you know, what works for you. So. Right, and I've noticed being able to do like certain things with ScreenFlow is kind of cool because like I'll do this sometimes just to, to add a little random antidote is that I'll, I'll let's say I want to show you how to edit a video or something like that, I will just do it. Do you know what I mean? An example one, if I know I'm going to have 500 more of them and be like, all right, now I'm on the screen and here I am and I'm hitting it and now I'm going to cut James's head off and, you know, there it is and now watch and then this. You set it, boom, you know, there you go and that can live on forever. Exactly. And, and here's the last thing I'll say on that because one of the other pitfalls is people don't see the long-term value in having an outsourcer. Right. They say, I don't want to train. I don't want to spend the time training and dealing with that. Or, or, that's or the biggest objection I've ever heard on it. Yeah. And they'll say stuff. And that's just so like the wrong mindset because what, what are you in your business for just for the next six months? You know, like this, we should be in this for life for, you know, a good, good amount of time. Right. So, um, 
what I what what people say is like you know there's this assignment this thing right here and I could just do it myself so much faster than teaching it to someone and I had a lot of those and we would have frustrations like no no you did it wrong do it again you did it wrong no it's still not right oh my gosh I'm take an entire day for them to figure out what this how to do this one little thing but then a month later or a week later when I needed this one thing done again it's an email that takes 30 seconds like hey do that again send and then again and again and it's just like now it's just push button and that's, that's the value of it. If you're able to get over that little hump of teaching them and, and through that, you can have someone that's going to be with you long-term and provide incredible value for you and your business. So awesome. that's why I love it. That's why I'm just really passionate about it. I'm not some like outsourcing guru. It's just like I just do it in my business. I teach it to everyone I come across. And, and so we got asked to put the, a course together, so I did. Yeah, and, let, and let's wrap, as we wrap up here, let's, let's uh, chat about this. You've been you've, all kinds of awesome stuff today, so we've we got to definitely do some shameless love for the, the course here a little bit for sure. So, so, so yeah, and I think this seems to be the root of every single product you've created is James does, mm -hmm. then James turns into product to teach you how to do. So this seems to be no different. Same with, same with the bartender, same with the video, same with the outsourcing. This is something that you do, and, and you, you know, you're not full of shit, so that's good. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, so it's called Six Figure Outsourcing Secrets. Um, tell it, you know, whatever, whatever sh spiel we want to give here. Uh, whatever you want. Yeah. Let people yeah, know about I'll, what I'll do really so, so, so we broke it up into three components. And I say we. It's the collective I and my team. They, yeah. they help me a lot with this. And I'll show you why in a second. So first thing is, is I put together about a 100 plus page workbook that can take you through the whole process. Yep. And I broke it up into videos as well. So there's six modules of video videos here. The whole... You know, I, I, ironically, I really come from it from this being a time management issue. You know, let's let's not get you an information overload. Let's get you to get this team up and running as quickly as possible because you need the team, probably because your time and your energy is at a low. Right. You don't need to learn every single thing in the history of the world about outsourcing. You just need to learn how you, need you to can learn implement the best, this. Best you, we want you to get in, get out, have a team working for you as quickly as possible. So, so six modules of videos is going to take you through that whole process. And then the final thing is we created a virtual assistant training center for your team. So when you bring oh, cool. people on, we go ahead and um, you know, give them all the videos, the content, teaching them things like cPanel, uh, you know, hosting, all the basics and, and even more you know, advanced stuff of WordPress, how to use specific themes and plugins, and um, a bunch of other stuff that's in you, like YouTube and video marketing, how to how to do backlinking strategies and stuff like that. So you're, you, when you bring your person on for 65 bucks a week, you give them these videos and they're going to learn everything and then you just tell them what to do. You just send them those little emails like, hey, go get me some backlinks. Hey, go do an article for me. Hey, go upload this video. And they know Sweet. exactly what to do. So that's, that's the whole thing. Um, cool. I, do, I, do, I, got a, uh, I got a webinar for, for your people, for you guys. Um, where I really break it down because I really want people to get their feet wet for it. It's not right for everybody, right? Um, but for the people it is that you'll know. Really. All right, cool. And we'll set up a special link uh, for the webinar. How, how does this one sound? We'll go. Uh, this will take people to the webinar, right? So we'll go. We'll go theriseatop.com/slash outsource. Let's do that outsource. one. Does that work? So right, we'll go, we'll go theriseatop.com/slash outsource. I'll do a little uh, webinar uh, that's that's free to check out, right? Yeah, for, absolutely. It's free to check out, but that'll be my affiliate if you decide that this is something for you. Um, and it's going to be called Six Figure Outsourcing Secrets, and they can check that out. Is that is that the best best place to go? That's the best place to go, yeah. All right, cool. Well, James, hey, this has been fantastic. My foot is literally up on the desk here as I've just been enjoying <laughs> learning here along with everyone else. Um, anywhere else 
you want people to check you out? Anything? Oh, we, we can send them all all to the webinar, of course. But is there anywhere else um, people could connect with you or any uh, any other jazz online? I mean, I really like my blog because I'm writing on there once or twice a week uh, at jameswedmore.com. But he's not editing it. Someone else is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yep. Exactly. So, but jameswellmore.com, that's where you'll find me. All right. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks so much. This is, uh, this was, again, like I said at the beginning, a long time coming. Well worth it, though. Thanks, man, for making this one of the things that you actually do and, and not give to someone else. That's good. Yeah, thank you, David. <laughs> All right. This is James Wedmore on the rise to the top. All that stuff is linked up below. I'll see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. More quick reminder, if you want to make sure that you can check your, your Mac or PC for, at home from anywhere else, so another computer, iPad, iPhone, you can check out GoToMyPC. Go to GoToMyPC.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE, you're going to get 45 days free on me, and then you can download the app for your iPad or iPhone and create awesome interviews. Got that free gift for you. If you head over to CreateAwesomeInterviews.com, enter your email, I'm going to shoot over to you 11 benefits of creating online videos. I know we've got a lot of people in Rise Nation that are, that are super pumped about this. So uh, they've checked it out. Been, been great feedback so far. and Really really catering this uh, to your needs and creating something really awesome. So check it out, createawesomeinterviews.com.